Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Education and Focus, powered by Chalkboard News. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, which publishes ChalkboardNews.com. Chalkboard is a news website dedicated to issues related to K-12 education. Joining me again today is Brendan Clary, Chalkboard's K-12 editor. How are you, Brendan? We're recording this on July 31st. Brendan, we've written quite a bit at ChalkboardNews.com and also discussed here at Education and Focus about the cultural battles going on in schools over things such as sex education, LGBTQT issues, and the like. But there's one story out of Florida that stands out to me for, I don't know how to describe it, but it's unusualness. I don't even know if that's a word. It's not a new story, and it's not really about sex education at all. It's about art. And what's new is that you've received some exclusive information through a Freedom of Information Act request from the school district. Why don't you just start uh, by providing some background on what's happened at Tallahassee's classical school, and then we'll get into the uh, emails and other information you uncovered. Yeah, absolutely. So it it started earlier this year in in March, I believe, when the Tallahassee Democrat reported that a school principal claimed she was forced to resign because of parental outrage that they were teaching Michelangelo's David in a sixth grade art class and that parents had objections to that and called it pornographic. And so she said because of that, she was pushed out. The school maintains that that was not the complete story. And, you know, they, they've said that there was other things kind of at play. And, you know, they didn't fire her immediately after that, that kind of thing. So so that that's sort of the background. And so I filed a, you know, Freedom of Information, you know, public records request for just emails between the board of trustees and the the principal who was forced to resign in a window of when that, that might have taken place. So I did get those back last week and wrote up, you know, uh, this is kind of what we've what we've learned. So it was just an interesting it's an interesting sort of thing, you know, where I, we, for the first time, have access to here's what parents were actually saying about it instead of just the principal saying that there was there were objections. So we actually were able to see here's exactly what parents were objecting to. So Michelangelo's uh, David sculpture, full, larger than life sculpture, where David is fully nude and and considered one of the classic pieces of art. You know, I'm I'm no art scholar by any means, Brendan. I don't know uh, how you'd feel about it, but it's certainly well known across the world. I guess let me ask you this. So what did you find from the parents in those emails? What were some of their complaints? Yeah, it, it really started with a, um, there was a miscommunication uh, error. So between the principal and the uh, art teacher, nobody sent out a parental notification that, hey, we're going to be talking about the Renaissance. We're going to have these, you know, pieces of of artwork up and they will there will be some you know artistic nudity though that kind of thing that never went out so that that was something that you know was uh, made clear in the public records request that that was that was an oversight and the principal said hey i thought that the art teacher sent this out the art teacher thought i sent this out so parents were upset about that that they weren't notified they didn't know this was coming another thing that they were upset about was the teacher's use of the word non-pornographic so he said hey these are non-pornographic and these are artistic nudity. So you don't, you know, it, it might be a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and he, so he was kind of preparing them for what they're about to see. Some students uh, apparently went home, told their parents like, hey, the art teacher said that they were not pornographic. And so then there was uh, some amount of pushback from parents uh, to administrators to the school board saying, hey, why did you use the word uh, pornographic? Now my kid is going to be 
interested in what that is is going to be uh, is going to be worried about that. Um, and so, so they were worried about you know the, that kind of that, that the use of that word in particular. But I think they were also saying, hey, maybe this is not age appropriate. Maybe we shouldn't be you know having male nudity, artistic nudity, even in these these masterpieces uh, from the Renaissance. So that that kind of you know one one parent wrote in and said that the parents student felt uncomfortable. There was an they're anonymized, so I'm not sure exactly you know which parents were saying what thing from the records request because it was a like a collection that had been anonymized of different parent complaints. But that that one parent said that uh, their student felt uncomfortable, and but and they they described the birth of Venus as a topless woman. So I don't know. There's a little bit of a you know there was some amount of you know, just objection to any kind of nudity. And, you know, this one school board member uh, who was chair at the time was describing it. He, he basically said how much would it actually water down a student's curriculum to choose different pieces. But I think that the, you know, the other side of that, uh, which the principal made clear to a parent is, you know, this is part of the curriculum. We don't shy away from teaching these kinds of things, you know, that, that this is a renowned work of art. So we're going to we're going to talk about it in our class in the the Renaissance. the uh, The other cool thing we got from the records request was just a slideshow, uh, like a, a copy of the slideshow of of what was actually taught during class. It it seems to me that I'm not going to question parents and what you know their feelings about what they feel their children should be taught, see in schools. Parents certainly have a right, I think, to decide what's appropriate and what's not appropriate for their children. It seems to me the breakdown happened here at the very beginning, and that was the the lack of communication between the art teacher and or the principal and the parents. There should have been some sort of a notification that went out over it. But that also seems to me like that was maybe just a simple mistake, a simple miscommunication. You know, the principal losing their job over this. I know the school district says, no, it was not because of this. It was because of ongoing other issues or whatever. That would seem extreme if she did, in fact, lose her job over something like this. Again, we don't know that that's the case because the school district says, no, that's not the reason she lost her job. But it was originally reported at the beginning, back in March, that that's why she lost her job. And then it became a national story because of it. Anything else to be gleaned from the emails or the the, the public records request? I, I would say that there was a, you know, one, one thing that kind of stood out to me is that there was a special meeting of the school board um, about a month after kind of the original um kerfluffle with with the 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 lesson and the parents writing in about a month later there was a meeting of the school board that took place at 7 a.m i think it was on a friday and i think they'd had it was still it was you know fine it it was in compliance with all of the things that you need uh to you know let people know that there's a meeting happening like legally uh that we're having a meeting of the school board but it was, you know, on Zoom and or was on on Teams, that kind of thing. It was it was kind of a um, seemed like a, a kind of put together sort of meeting about her resignation. And she had some uh, the the principal had some people backing her from the school uh, that she could that were saying, hey, why is she resigning now? Like midway, you know, with nine weeks left of the school year. There, there were some of those kind of extenuating circumstances, and the school district has refused to elaborate further about that, um, according to a press release where they were talking about sort of their 
their side of the story, what they maintain about the employment aspect of that, you know, that she was terminated for other reasons besides besides this. Um, so I don't know. There's just some, some like, uh, you know, interesting things that, you know, we don't have a complete picture of, but it, it does. It just, you know, seems really murky. And it seems like some of this was is not a not a great situation. What's next? Is there a next? I mean, do we expect a lawsuit from the principal, the former principal? I mean, we do, is the story run its course or is, is there more to it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I do know that uh, I'm awaiting more more public records. So I've requested uh, more. I've requested kind of a larger swath of emails uh, that mention Michael Angelo and David. And so I'm waiting to hear from the school district about that. Um, so I can, you know, hopefully learn more about that in the future. And Listeners can keep up with this story and all things K-12 education at chalkboardnews.com. For Brendan Clary, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe and thank you for listening.